Welcome everyone. It is eight days into October, spooky season, and what a horror it's already been. So if you're watching this on YouTube instead of just listening, you will notice that I'm in a full hazmat suit at the minute. Um, this is because our society has become overrun with bed bugs. Bed bugs. I'm disgusted. I feel scared about the future of the world as if I wasn't already suffering enough about that. Um, I'm stressed about my hair, my clothes, my home. Even though I've not yet seen a single bug, I'm terrified. So they started in Paris and uh, they have reached London, unfortunately, and they've reached the tubes. So last week I was talking about how the tubes have been taken over by TikTok girlies and now they're being overrun with bed bugs. Again, Sadiq Khan, where are you? Where are you? But listen, it's not exactly anyone's fault. I would blame maybe the fashionistas because the fashionistas went to Paris Fashion Week. Just how uh, the world got really xenophobic about COVID and started blaming people for bringing for creating covid bringing covid or whatever i wonder if society is going to turn against the fashionistas for spreading the bed bugs everywhere um i am disgusted also it's really just quite funny because bed bugs are the opposite of glamorous and like chic and you know cool and so it's just kind of like is the universe trying to tell us something like do we need to cut back on consumption maybe is that it no i i literally watch every fashion show like <laughs> i am sat there tuned in i love it i'm really scared i'm honestly really scared and you know it's what's quite funny is like i get nervous for other people but they all seem to be having a ball like they all seem to be having a relatively good time like all the people that are in paris I don't see a bug in sight, apart from like on TikTok, you know, like the normal people. But, you know, all the people living the high life in Paris, they seem to be fine. Um, I'm genuinely concerned for my favorite islanders from Love Island, France, and I hope that they're okay and they don't catch bed bugs because they don't deserve it. They've already been through enough. But yeah, the number one person that I expect to do something about the damn bed bugs, of course, is Rishi Sunak. And Rishi Sunak, can't fucking understand what priorities are to save his life. He will literally uh, bring up any irrelevant situation, any irrelevant topic to avoid the real situations going on in this damn country. There's fucking bed bugs who are about to attack our nation and you're worried about trans people. I'll tell you what, all of me and my friends, we're worried about the bed bugs. Not a single one of us are worried about trans people, you freak. I need to understand why there's this obsession with just making 
minority groups of people scapegoat and like blaming all of our issues on minority groups it makes no sense at all especially when like trans people are genuinely i think one of the groups that are just under most attack right now and it's just so unfair like can you believe that the woman i'm talking about jk rowling by the way the woman who made a whole entire billion pound franchise for herself off the basis of making like mythical creatures and magical creatures and like you know creating this like fantasy world for everyone is for some reason against trans people especially i would say trans women like she really goes in on trans women and it makes no sense trans women are if anything they are like fantasy they're so gorgeous they're dreamy like they always look perfect like how can you be against the dolls honey how can you be against them it makes no sense if you're somebody that likes magical and mythical things why on earth are you against trans people they're like the most resilient group of people in our society they're like the strongest they're like warriors what's wrong with you um in south asia where particularly in in india trans people are regarded as like divine and like something of divinity and like goddesses kind of like uh trans women like they're like seen as goddesses um and so it's it makes no sense to me obviously they they suffer a lot of like violence and transphobia there as well but it's just interesting how you know groups of people that you would ex- traditionally expect to be welcome and open to different experiences are now just like turning against this like group of people that are just doing no harm to anyone to what make a point or to just avoid their own issues like also just side note if you genuinely have a problem with trans people like i really need to understand like why you care so much like i have no idea why anybody would care that much about what somebody somebody else wants to do with their life like the decisions that they're making for themselves have no no impact on you whatsoever like it just makes no sense the whole idea was like that rishi said that uh they're gonna ban trans women from women's wards and no woman has ever complained about that to the nhs so it just doesn't make any sense because obviously trans women are women too right so it would make no sense to complain about someone that is on your ward like for what like if they're not doing anything to you they're they're not doing anything to you do you know what i mean but he's brought up that issue and done this massive transphobic hate speech this week for what for what like they're not the problem the fucking bed bugs are the problem the the fact that like you can get no staff to work for the nhs because the pay is so shit that's the issue like what is wrong with you rishi oh i know that there's so many (laughs) i can name so many things wrong with him i hate him so much but i'm just saying like it makes no sense to me that this man is zeroing in on trans people when there's other there's like so many actual legitimate issues in the country and this is what he decides to do i'm wearing a fucking hazmat suit for goodness sake like come on um 
but also what can we expect from the man who literally re-spread covid in the middle of the pandemic like we were okay, we were like doing all right and then he was like guys eat out to help out <laughs> and it spread again i did just want to speak about that because first of all like i always have solidarity with trans people like i have no idea why anybody would have any issues with them but also i just think that you know, all these things are coming up to distract us from the real issues at hand. I'm not letting this man distract me from the fact that a bed bug might crawl into my bed at night. I don't like sharing my bed with anything, anyone. Like, I just don't, I, it's my space. Don't come into my space. Like, I hate it. I unfortunately have experienced bed bugs before, but that's because I, that's what I refer to as my exes. Like, my exes were all bed bugs. They were all so unnecessary and just like, irritating and like itchy they make me itch when i think about them now i've been phantom itching a lot in bed just because of this whole bed bug situation like i've been so nervous about it even though a bed bug has not touched my house yet and i've never experienced it in my life and i don't want to apparently online they say that you'll get like really bad anxiety and depression am i not suffering enough am i not suffering enough yeah, I have, I have unfortunately shared my bed with a few bed bugs, I'll have, you know. And I was talking to my friend the other day and we were just talking about like how we actually hate sharing our bed. Like, and it's gotten to the point now where I've gotten so comfortable not being in a relationship or like not dating that I just don't know if I can see myself doing it again. Like I actually don't know if I can do it again because why would I share my space with anyone? Why would I share my bed with anyone? Like, it's it's just annoying. Like, genuinely, like, men are, like, pests, you know? Obviously, like, they can be good for some reasons. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like I need, I need my alone time. Like, I really do need that alone time. And I cannot be bothered. Like, I need that time at night before I go to sleep where I'm, going through all the edits I've liked of hot men on my TikTok. I want that. I want that time to myself. Like, I don't like that I have to, I'll have another man like peering over my shoulder. Oh, it's disgusting. Oh my God. I actually, I actually don't ever want to see a man again. No, that's not true. <laughs> but mm, we'll see how life goes. But yeah, one time, like, I wanted a midnight scroll, right? And unfortunately, I was next to a massive fucking bed bug. And um, I didn't realize that my phone was on loud. And the bug that I was seeing at the time, like, he, like, you know, looked over and he was, like, laughing, like, <laughs> because I'd opened my phone and I was obviously scrolling. But I just thought, what the fuck are you laughing at? what the fuck are you laughing at? You bed bug. Like, can you not have a bit of respect and just be silent and let me enjoy my alone time, you freak? Do you know what I mean? Like, so I'm just thinking like, I don't think I want to do that anymore. Honestly, it feels like charity work. It feels like they get to be in the space of somebody as elite as me and and I'm doing a lot of charity work. Like, why, sh why should I let these roaches into my space? Do you know what I mean? I just think ev at least even real life bed bugs 
have the oh, wait do they make noise because i was gonna say real life bed bugs have the respect of being silent but are they silent i don't know someone's gonna have to tell me someone's gonna have to tell me if bed bugs make noise but yeah i just don't think i'm built to share my bed with anyone um and i certainly will not be sharing it with any bed bugs i'll tell you that i'll tell you that back to this bitch that had a lot to say about me the other day in the press rishi what's good <laughs> no nah, i'm joking but um rishi back to rishi when i catch you rishi when i catch you rishi the thing is when he says inflammatory stuff about minority groups it is actually like it feels a bit stressful as a brown person because like even though obviously i didn't vote for him i would never vote for a conservative in my life and i have never in my life aligned with tory values ever and i never will but it's like when he became prime minister even though he wasn't even voted for people did bring up the conversation of like oh my god isn't it great that like the uk has a brown prime minister no as a brown person i'll tell you why i felt more anxious and like i'll probably do another episode on why like i have such a love-hate relationship with the idea of representation but i actually started to get more anxious because i've obviously experienced racism my entire life and it's come from i've only ever been surrounded by working class white people and middle class white people I never was surrounded with upper class white people until I got much older. And so the kind of racism I faced when I was a kid was always from people in the same class as me. And they always kind it always kind of came back to the idea that they believed that I was taking something from them by being present in the country. And that's kind of where the racism would stem from. And I feel like now it feels like it could get worse because he's saying he's saying all this inflammatory stuff and he's robbing the people of this country blind like all of our money is just disappearing cost of living is crazy and so those people that are going to be impacted the worst if they are white they are going to be seeing this brown man at the top and thinking like he's taking it from us you know and they might not have thought that when it was boris because the papers are a little bit more kinder to boris and they're kind to Rishi too, but you know, they they still see a brown face. Um, but I will say like, I experienced that the upper class white people are also, uh, can be also mad racist. Like when I got older, like when I went to uni, I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. Like, and cause it's a lot more subtle, like a lot, a lot more subtle, but like when it kicks in and, and digs into you, it digs deep and it is actually crazy i have to talk about it on another episode because like i don't know if this is the time for it i'm in a hazmat suit but yeah um so it kind of does make me a bit more anxious and especially like i just don't want anyone to think that because he feels that way that's how like a lot of other brown people feel like a, a lot of people in this country still they'll they still see brown people as a monolith and if they're seeing Rishi talk like that, they might think that other other people, other brown people also feel like that. And it completely discounts like all the brown trans people there are in the world and all the brown LGBTQ plus people in the world. And just like everyone that doesn't share his 
values the majority of brown people do not share that his values because the majority of brown people are not rich you know <laughs> like it just comes down to money at the end of the day i just don't ever see the point of uh putting down a particular group especially a group as persecuted as trans people are now like i i just i just will never ever see the point of punching down ever i don't see the point of punching down when it comes to politics uh when it comes to comedy when it comes to entertainment i will never ever understand it something i'm thinking about doing is you know you can deliver protests to 10 downing street and i'm thinking why don't i just go around like one of the london tubes catch a bed bug in an envelope say oh i'm just delivering a protest to rishi now i'll just say like listen i've got this protest i need to deliver it through the front door right um i'll go i'm not delivering a protest i'm delivering bed bugs and i hope that it gets around to every single person working in that cabinet i really hope um but talking about protests they obviously the Tories have cracked down on protests. I used to go to so many protests for a variety of issues, but I always used to turn up at these protests. And now I'm afraid, like for my life, if I go to a protest because they're arresting all the people protesting now. And the reason I thought about this was because I'm not a massive fan of influencers, honestly. Like I have a, a few, like a handful of them that I think are really cool and I like, but a lot most of them. I'm not interested. I don't really like them a lot because I don't really get like the what's so great. You know, I just don't get it. But there's one particular UK influencer who I think is fine. Like I'm not I'm not particularly uh, interested in any of the content that comes up. But I just had something come up on my TikTok because this particular influencer is arranging like a march for trans people. And I think it's obviously like the intention is so great and the intention is there. But this person had been like, yeah, we're, we're just trying to get all the details sorted. And uh, I do have to work with the police to make sure everyone's safe. And I'm thinking, does this person know what what the Tories have been doing recently in regards to protests? Like they've completely banned even the most civil and obedient of protests. Like they've literally banned it all, right? And they're trying, or at least they're trying to crack down. They're trying to crack down as much as they can on it. And I thought, does this person know that this is happening? Like, or is this person just in an, in an influencer bubble fairyland and only heard about these issues because they, they happen to have friends in the community who would have posted about it? Suggesting that you need police's permission to protest is one of the most interesting probably most privileged things i've heard because i thought oh my god you really do have privilege to not understand that first of all the tories are doing this massive thing to crack down on protests but second of all protests and police do not go hand in hand like that just doesn't work especially for trans people who i'd say they're you know a vulnerable minority then you also bring in the people who like the people of color who are also trans who are at a huge risk of being arrested simply because the police are the police and they will do that like 
I just don't understand. Like, I, I, I hope that, you know, the march goes well and that everyone is safe. But I just couldn't believe that when I, I, I saw it. I thought, I watched the video. It started off, like, really pleasant and, like, really well-intentioned. But I thought, when when they started going into, oh, yeah, and we're going to make sure that the police keeps, we're going to get the police to keep everyone safe. What are you on about? Like, I just think when it comes to these issues, I think we should all talk about it and we should all definitely like do what we can but but people really need to make sure that they're well researched now it's getting to a point where i'm seeing so much it's i don't want to call it performative activism because it's really somebody trying and it's really somebody who cares like you can tell that this person cares but it's like you need to really research and know that like sometimes doing the most is actually maybe doing more harm than good. Um, Cause even with me, like I used to go to like so many protests and I would post every single day about the issues that I cared about, but I found that it was doing a lot more harm to me and, and even the people around me um, when I was, doing that just because like my mental health was so bad because I was so aware of every single fucking issue that there is I still am and it's still a it's still an issue like I need to know when to pull back and really like give myself a little bit of space with with my friends and everything like it became every every issue that I would speak about or like every everything would become a debate or or I would just you know and by the way, people's identities are never ever up for debate. And that's something that I've really learned recently is like, I remember there was a guy, I was I was uh, at, go, at the pub with my friends and we'd run into people that we, like they were friends of friends and we, and we sort of knew. So we all just sat together and we were talking and we were talking about this stand-up comedy set that I was about to do. And this guy just pipes up and he's like, so what do you think about trans people and i was like what like where did that come from like because because obviously it had been like a recent news topic that all these comedians had been like joking about trans people and then it was becoming this uh this constant topic of conversation and there is something to be said about that about marketing people's rage or like profiting off of people's rage and i think that there's a lot of people that do that and it's really dark actually but there's a lot of comedians recently who've been joking about trans people and then you know suggesting that it's like the woke left and that nobody can be funny anymore nobody can joke anymore and it's i think it's ridiculous i think it's so silly like punching down is always just stupid in my opinion like there's nothing funny about punching down it's always funnier if you're punching up like it makes no sense but yeah, he just brought it up and I was like, what? And like me and my friends were like, I mean, we just don't see what's funny. Like we just don't see what's funny about about any of it. We don't see what's funny about joking about a group of people that are already vulnerable. And, you know, by joking about things like that, you're kind of opening the floodgates for other people and for, for people that aren't just joking, for people that are, are really, really hateful and really want to want to you know put harm in people's way you're opening the floodgates for those people and validating how they feel if you're joking about these minority groups and in this case trans people and we were trying to make that argument and he just wasn't understanding obviously this was like a white straight cis man but he was just like 
no, I just think everything's funny and we should all just be able to joke about it. And I was like, yeah, well, like if somebody said a racist joke about me, I'd be fuming, like, and I think I'd be rightfully fuming. And he 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 was like, yeah, yeah, I understand that, but I just think it's a joke. Oh, I just, I actually, but the thing is like, what what made me so annoyed about that was that he was getting off on the fact that me and my friends were getting agitated and wound up. And he was like, trying to just nitpick everything that we say and it's like a power play like trying to put us in our place a little bit and it makes no sense we're smarter than you we're always going to be smarter than you like it makes no sense um and also his points weren't pointing they made no sense like what were you saying what you said what are you trying to say that you deserve the right to hurt people's feelings and go around and hurt people's feelings oh but it's just a joke is it a joke when somebody dies no fucking stupid Anyway, why was I making that point? Oh, the the influencer. Okay, so the influencer, I think, was really, really well-intentioned. But I just think, like, how are we putting police and protest in the same vicinity? And if we're doing that, I mean, I saw somebody comment on this, and it was really unfortunate because they said that they were a black trans person and they were really worried about the idea of the police potentially collabing on like a trans pride march. And I just thought, yeah, 100%, that idea is foul. Like, it's so upsetting and scary. And most people, do you know the only people that are gonna be able to like indulge in a in an event like that is um, cis white people, if we're being really honest, because the police are not gonna police you, you know? Like the police are gonna police the real people that are in danger, who are the people that you're trying to protect. It just doesn't really, it's just not adding up. And I think that people need to second guess the way that they go about things. I think the intentions are obviously so pure, but let's all just take a step back and go, okay, maybe this isn't the route. Maybe this isn't the way that we get things done. Especially with a platform as big as that and, with an audience that has so many young people in it like they were all just commenting like yes this is amazing and it's like no babes you haven't yet had the experience that so many of us minority groups do with the police and it is terrifying like it is really really scary and that is the reason like i don't i just don't physically go out and protest anymore like i'm actually scared i'm scared for my for my safety and um I'd rather just like do what I can from home really because I'm not putting myself in that position anymore. I'm too mentally weak. I'm too mentally weak to go and potentially get arrested. Like it's terrifying. It's really, really scary experience and I wouldn't wish it on anyone apart from I actually would wish it on my enemies. I'm not the kind of person to say I wouldn't wish something on my worst enemies because I would. I genuinely would. Um... (laughs) I wish them the worst. I wish all my enemies get bed bugs. Like that is what I truly, truly wish. I wish all my enemies get bed bugs. I think at the end of the day, the real bed bugs of society is the conservatives, the Tories. And if you know a bed bug, I wouldn't even say talk to them. I'd say cut them out of your life. You don't want to share your life or your space with people that don't have the same values as you. You don't want to be chilling out in the pub and then one day 
they just bring up that they're an awful, hateful person. And they introduce it into the conversation by trying to start a healthy debate because that is to them in their heads a healthy debate when to you it's a matter of life or death, it's a matter of human rights or no human rights, it's a matter of food in someone's mouth or food not in someone's mouth, food in a child's mouth or no food in a child's mouth. And I think that we might cure the ailments of our society if we start cutting those people out and not not tolerating it. Yeah, I don't think you should tolerate other people's views. I actually don't. Like I think if they if they don't believe in your shared humanity, then why should you tolerate them? Okay, yeah, anyway. All that to say that the real bedbugs of our society are the Tories and Rishi Sunak. Again, another episode where I'm talking about you. Why? It always comes back to you, my number one enemy. Anyway. Good night, and I hope the bed bugs don't bite, bitch. Okay? Love you. Bye.